Hello, and welcome to the Old Farm Bus Podcast. This is the back of the bus session. Hello and welcome to the Old Farm Bus, back of the bus sessions podcast. Today, I've got a really cool guest with me, a massive talent, and I think we're going to be mates after this, because I can feel a vibe here, man, and I really like you. So, (laughs) welcome aboard, Jack Chapman. Yeah! (laughs) Do you feel the energy in that? I do. Literally, I I was saying that, like, as soon as I walked on the farm, (laughs) it's like such a vibe. Oh, thank you, dude. Hello, how are you doing? Come on, see everything. Here's a pig. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Literally. I'm just feeling that today. I'm very much a seasonable person. Yeah. And the summer, whew, it's, it it's just speaks to my soul. All round, doesn't it? It's yeah. just like everything's good about it. Are you, do you struggle in the winter? Are you all right? I think it depends. I mean, it just it just depends on how... Uh, some days I'll wake up and I'll just be like, I just can't be arsed with today. Like, <laughs> I just don't want to do it. But then other days, I think in the summer, if the weather's better, it, it makes you wake up more often than not, I'm, more happy. I'm probably quite a bipolar person. If we we're yeah. going to put a label on yeah. it, I'm a, a ten or a two. Yeah. In in my life, yeah. I've had that. I've learned to deal with it and learn a lot about myself. But you seem very cool, man. I, I, <laughs> where, I, I, where do you float around? I feel like I'm I'm normally at the top end of the spectrum. Yeah. But it just depends. Like, what do your lows really get depends. to though? You say, I, I yeah, feel I like mean, you'd still be at a six. Well, no, my lows do get really low. Do they? They okay. do get, like, incredibly low. Like, I, I remember, like, probably f- two, three years ago, um, that I was diagnosed with, like, severe anxiety and all right, that Right, okay. Stuff. So, um, my lows can get low, but I normally try and, like, over the past couple of years, I've had counselling and that kind of thing, so it's like... It, it prepares you to. Have you been? You've been to counselling. Yeah, then? yeah, excellent. Yeah, How have you found that. that experience? It was. It was a strange. It was. It was really weird at first because I'm not a very. I wasn't a very open person. I didn't talk about like feelings, feelings and, and emotions. who I was and that kind of thing. So it was one of them weird, weird things that after the first, like maybe the first two hours, it was just a bit awkward. Like, yeah, so how that. are you feeling, Jack? Uh, yeah, I'm all right, kind of thing. And then, and then it got to the third session. I can remember sat there bawling my eyes out, really, like, fully like, wow, man. It just opened. It Purge. was one of It was like open the door, and it was once it was open, it was just like a flow of everything, it's consciousness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Um, and it was. It was like an eye-opening experience because I feel like that was a moment for me where I realised who I was as a person. Hmm. and it really opened my eyes sort of seeing the world slightly differently to I think it was before it was a bit blinkered because I didn't talk about anything uh, it was yeah, just yeah. kind of like if I look straight ahead then I don't have to think know, about this yeah I don't have to think about anything a- else going on access all this that's yeah it, exactly I become think a bit too overbearing for you that's it exactly but I think opening up you realise actually there's so much more to the world emotionally mm. than what you were experiencing before why do you think you had the blinkers on? And I love how quick we yeah. got into the emotional well, side. We're so yeah. we're such artists. Yeah, that's it. Just getting in deep, getting yeah, in deep baby. straight away. Um, you know, it's it's a weird weird one because actually, for sort of five years ago, I w- I went to the doctors like feeling short of breath and like you know experiencing these symptoms which originally were diagnosed as asthma. Okay, wow. So I went and they diagnosed me with asthma, and I probably for three years or so had 
Um, I was on different medication. I went back six months later. It's not working. I'm still feeling breathless and still feeling, you know, and it's six months, six months trying every single thing yeah. in the book that they had for asthma. Yeah. And I went about, yeah, two, two years ago, maybe a little bit longer. And um, he was like, oh, well, well maybe it's anxiety. Mm. And that was when it kind of clicked because he described anxiety to me and... I, I mean, I didn't know anything about mental health really beforehand because it wasn't something that was necessarily talked about. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, it, it, especially if, you know, sort of three or four years ago when you're sort of 15, 16. Of course. You don't really get that. It's just, oh, you know, you'll get over it in a bit. Or especially like, as males, Yeah, exactly. Like, 100%. we don't connect over that. Yeah, and usually. I think that's, that's at all ages, whether you're, yeah. you know, you're 16, 17 or, you know, in midlife, 50s, yeah. whatever. Um, yeah. It's just the way that it is and... Um, yeah, and it was that moment where it was sort of triggered to me that um, that it was anxiety, and I started linking that to the situations I was feeling short of breath in, and I realised wow. that explains it so absolutely much. makes yeah. sense. So it was when you're in high pressured situations, or it was, it was a, for me mainly it was social situations. Social, like for yeah. example, I found that in sort of like, for example, the summer holidays, mm. I'd be absolutely fine, which is the point where you'd normally get asthma, like you've got, like, your hay fever and all that kind of stuff affecting the asthma. I was fine. September came, going back to school, September, October, November, I'd experienced it really bad. Mm. And it was kind of that, I think it was interacting those social situations and just generally going back in school life where you've got so many people, so much going on, it was obviously, like, really affecting me. And then it would... As I was getting more into it and getting back into it later on in the year, it'd be fine. Then Christmas holidays would come, two weeks off, mm. you know, wouldn't see anybody, wouldn't, you know, it was just family. And then you go back into it and it was that same thing, January, February, March. Wow, okay, it yeah. was like hitting me again, so. Was it really vital and important that you got diagnosed? Do you think that's helped you prevail in life? Because I just find it so fascinating what you're talking about. How yeah. many people have physical symptoms and emotions yeah. and things they're going for, forward with and then try and put a scientific basis on this or try and say, oh, it must just be asthma, it must be this, when it could be undiagnosed mental health that they're actually experiencing. I've never heard of that before, 100%. but it's quite fascinating. It is, yeah, and it is, it's... It's strange because to me, it, like you say, undiagnosed mental health, it's it's one of the things that mental health, in my opinion, should be one of the forefronts. It should be what you're thinking about first, mm. right? You're experiencing this. Well, is it possible that you could be experiencing, you know, these social Completely. interactions that are, you know, distressing or whatever it is? So um, the fact that they went through all the asthma treatments, mm. I was on like six inhalers that I'd tried wow. different six inhalers. I, they'd, they'd put me on tablets and all that kind of stuff to try oh. and tackle it. And the last thing on the list was mental health. Yeah, yeah. Which in my... Does feel like it, it well, should be the other way around yeah, completely. It, it just represents the world we live in really because mm. it just shows how untalked about and how, mm. in in terms of the system, how unimportant mental health is. Yeah, yeah. And it is, it's really worrying. It, it's really... So on a similar guard, I was looking at a... Um, a podcast the other day and a documentary mm. but it's on addiction and this doctor yeah. just couldn't fathom addiction out in a broken system in poor people yeah. in people suffering and struggling with the the climate they're in and yeah. everything like that so 
what the the advocate of abstinence based recovery was talking about in this mm-hmm. documentary was we need to fix people's souls we need to look inside of this whereas the doctor had a very medical way of looking at addiction and we need to put yeah. them on um i can't is it methadone a lot of people are on for their addictions it's sort of um sure. it's still a substance yeah. and it's still they get addicted to that mm-hmm. and it was this abstinence based recovery where it's about mentality about the yeah. mind about yeah, yeah. coaching and the other side i think they can be balanced and i think they can be brought together but they were very polar in what they were advocating and preaching and it did sound that i was listening to somebody with a very scientific mindset and couldn't fathom the other person's side we have the exact same attitude in mentality and in mental health completely yeah Yeah. i i I think that you do get that a lot whereas where you you see sort of the so-called professionals talking about illness and that kind of thing and they look at it from a scientific perspective yeah you know like anxiety Mm. the best medicine for me was obviously the counseling so it was the talking about it the the working out what i was struggling Mm. with and what was causing me anxiety going to the root that's it and then trying to figure out a way past it rather Mm. than looking at the medical assets well this is releasing endorphins and this is doing yes 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 you just think well no scrap that 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 doesn't make any sense Mm. because as well the other thing is everybody coaches things completely differently individuality mental health that's the that's the thing with everybody experiences it completely differently to everyone else Mm. you know it may be similar but everybody has different things so you can't necessarily give a medication for it that's going to be you know work for everyone because it's no one's going to experience exactly the same things it's not like a bacteria (laughs) that's going to be causing everybody completely I, i love i love how you're talking i remember when i felt a depression i was about 16 17 and I couldn't work it out at all what was going on. I was just fatigued all the yeah. time, absolutely knackered. But then I look at my life and what I was going through before I went travelling, this is, so I was probably yeah. 16. And I was just on this cycle of everything was rigid. It was yeah. go to work, nine to five, come home. Yeah. I, I like my boxing at the time. Yeah. Knacking myself out by boxing, go and see my partner at about eight o'clock, yeah. fall to sleep really quickly because I've yeah. just like done all that. Yeah. And it was on this cycle of a rat race, chasing that, yeah. chasing that. And I went to the doctors mm-hmm. eventually because I thought I can't live like this. I really was waking up dread yeah. all the time, just thinking I wished I wasn't existing. I wished I wasn't on this planet anymore and i went there and one doctor that i went to had so much compassion and was so lovely but the first one was all scientific and medical advice and how it was fluoxetine i think they put me on so this medication remember taking it and for a week or maybe two i just felt zombied completely disassociated from self i felt really uncomfortable and i thought if i do this for a year or however long this is going to be my character from then this is going to be my sense of self and even though i don't want to be so polar all the time and up here and over there and i love that that exists in my life though because that's what makes it so beautiful yeah i think it's character at the end of the day as well it it adds something to yourself and i I've, i've got you know my my sister was on um, medication for depression and I've got friends who are on it and it, it's that same thing that was just it it makes your emotions so flat yeah which in in 
I know obviously a lot of people struggle with it, but in some cases, you know, having flat emotions mm. can make things worse because you're totally out of touch with things. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that obviously the medication is bad because obviously it works for a lot of people. Exactly. Um, We're being nuanced with this conversation. Yeah. And I just had a chat before this with uh, Tori Sheard, if you know Tori. Yeah, yeah. Lovely girl. And yeah, we, we were just saying how nuanced conversations are and can be but yeah. for some reason as a peoples as a society we like to black and white things we yeah. sort of say it's a really bad thing or it's a really good thing yeah i've uh, i've gone through bouts of psychosis before schizophrenia yeah. really to the lows and it was self-induced yeah. in the end i've I t- tabled with substances and so yeah. on yeah i don't advocate it but it did helped me in a part of my life but because i went down the rabbit hole i got stuck in that yeah i didn't go through medication at the time but perhaps i should have really i've got through it i feel yeah. good now I'm yeah enlightened from it but my life was like the truman show <laughs> or, yeah. or what's that other <laughs> film it's like shutter island have you seen yeah. that yeah dude my grandma is my best fl- friend on the planet i thought she's trying to kill me like, well, we've gone through yeah. all this together, and now you want Mental, to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, Mental, it was it? it was um... really deep into the the realms and the raps of it. But I I'm quite tenacious, so I decided to just get through it on my own accord. Um, and I did. I locked myself away. I didn't see yeah. people for ages. I was quite big on the Nottingham scene for a long time, mm. just out with people, motor mav, maze nights. And the moment I, I knew I was losing it and slipping, I just went home, retreated, and did what was right for me. Yeah. But I do feel how deep I got and how scary I know the mind can go. Yeah. I can totally see why medication is important to certain 100%. people because. The the daft things I could have ended up doing in that time, it would have been nice to have just plateaued, yeah. learnt to do grips with it. But I think what it is, is we need to know that it's not the end goal. It's a sort of surfacer yeah, to say, here, stone yeah, step end, here, yeah. this is going to calm you. We're yeah. going to build from this and we're going to build out of this. Yeah. But I don't think it should ever be the end point and no, the end goal. I 100% agree with you. I think there's there's always hope to work with um, and I think that that can be something that a lot of people experience with mental health is that they feel like there is no light at the end of the tunnel and actually you know taking those steps the medication and then you know onto whatever it's it can be the medication that almost gives the light at the end of the tunnel yeah for a yeah lot of completely um, that, so, that gives you a bit of your rational mindset yeah, yeah, to play with again exactly oh, like hang on a minute that was really far down deep yeah, in there, yeah. and you don't get that sort of third-person perspective. But a medication can sort of just stop you in the track for a second and go, by the way, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do need to start reflecting and, and being thoughtful of how we can get over this. Yeah, And you can get there. Yeah, exactly. Mate, they, what a great start to a podcast. <laughs> I'm getting you. straight in deep. <laughs> <laughs> Have you... I mean, you're quite young, though, still. I can't believe it, but you're 19 tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Happy which, birthday, which my I'm, brother. I'm I'm borderline excited and not excited yeah. about because like, it's just another day, really. Not yeah. Bad, isn't it? You can't really do much. Ex- but not, we're not a million miles off of no. books, though. No, that's true. When um, is it? I, 12th, April it? the 12th. 12th, I think, yeah. I know I'm that so because the guy I work with, I do removals as well right. a little bit, and yeah. it's his birthday on the 12th. So he's just <laughs> like, be a, gonna be a good happy, one, happy yeah. birthday. But during... All this, you have got such an old soulmate and a beautiful mindset. We are going to be mates out of this. (laughs) Have you found huge struggles in the COVID world then and these times or? I think it's, 
it's it's a weird because as I, as I was sort of saying earlier before we started like about um, sort of education how it treated me um, and hmm. when I left and did my GCSEs so the year that I was doing my GCSEs year eleven my parents split up which wasn't you know it happens to a lot of people I know but um, it was something that to me it 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 I just it didn't settle well with me um, and. It wasn't a good breakup. It was a bit messy. There was get, a lot yeah. of stuff that went on between my mum and dad. And it was like for a year I didn't speak to my mum because my dad was, you know, it was it was sort of filling me with information that wasn't necessarily true. I get you, man. I'm... And then it, it's sort of finding that middle ground between, you know, getting one side of the story, getting the other side and getting the middle ground. I bet you've grown loads from this, haven't Well, I you? think this is it. So after that happens... It was sort of, um, it came to September, I went to college um, to study level three business, Mm. which I was on for until the end of November, and I turned up to one of the lessons 15 minutes late, and um, we had a supply teacher who was the head of the college. Oh, wow. And she was just a bit like, you know, what are you doing turn up late to my lesson? You know, you've not handled in this work, you've not done this, 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 it's unacceptable, and um, I said, well, I don't want to be here, so, you know, what do you expect me to do? And she was like, well, go home then. So I went home, and I received a letter in the post saying your son's been, well, my parents said your son's been written off the course. Wow. So this was sort of the end of November, December time, and I was not knowing what I wanted to do. Like, I'd, I'd gone from wanting to be a car salesman to a mechanic to, you know, everything under the sun mm, being, mm. you know, and it it was sort of what do I want to do with my life. And at, at that point, obviously, I couldn't start another college course until the next year came round. And I was sort of stuck in that middle ground. And I sort of had six months of pretty much doing nothing, mm. of just watching Netflix, <laughs> sort of. But to me, that that was probably the most beneficial six months of my life because... It gave me time to step away from everything, mm. kind of look at what the one the life that I was living through, yeah, sort yeah. of what what I was doing to myself, and it was just just seeing everything from almost like an outside perspective mm. rather than being engrossed with it all. I had that that time to just sort of step back and go, right, okay, this is this is where life is going. Yeah. I need to adjust. Um, and it was at that point where I was starting to, you know, go to, when I went to the doctors, it was, uh, anxiety, everything came through, started counseling mm. and yeah, that, that sort of year to me, sort of the six months of f- sort of almost finding myself in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the, the counseling and everything, it, 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 I feel like it really progressed me as a person mm. and it was so, so important for me to understand what I want to do in the future and where I was. Huh. And it was that year where I started picking up the guitar more because wow. I had that time off. And, you know, I'd always enjoyed music. I always wanted to do music, but it was never, in my mind, it was never a realistic goal. It was like something you do on the side. Yeah, yeah. It's it's never, it's one of them dead-end jobs that people say, oh, you know, it's so hard to get into. and. Just talking about that, I mean, was that fed to you, um, being told that you can't pursue music ever? Was it sort of a... I, I don't think it was necessarily fed to me directly, but mm. it was it was the indirectness of um, 
I mean, my parents were so supportive yeah, through yeah. whatever I wanted to do. So it wasn't definitely wasn't down to them. But I think it was just in general. I think the the main assumption is that you know music is a really difficult path to go down mm. but actually when you in sort of look into it there's so many more options than just mm. performing on a stage yeah, yeah there is so many options there which um which i hadn't really experienced before so that was when i decided to go to college i'd studied music um, which was a, supposed to be a two-year course uh-huh. got onto the course and i can remember sort of i got on about two months in and i was sat with charlie um yeah the man the Kirby. man the man Big yeah shout the legend. Out to that boy um, thank you man and, and we were just having a chat about everything and i can remember just saying i hate confetti people i don't know whether anyone's had the same experience as me but it was crap like really, really bad so as in the, contrived or the, i mean this is just your yeah, experience it so. was it was the the mm. teachers mm-hmm. they just were useless they didn't know what they're on about um <laughs> it was it was that it's i'd, I'd sort of um it's had a lot like, of experience at mount street at that point i'd okay. sort of been with charlie and that kind of thing and i can remember one of the things that i said to him was i've learned more here in a day yeah than i had in at six months wow. at confetti and it was just for me it was a really bad experience i mean i'm i'm not saying that it won't be for anybody else because you know it's a great cottage i know a lot of people who have enjoyed it but to me yeah it just wasn't beneficial at all it was um it was it was almost like taking a step back in my eyes that mm. I, it, it just wasn't benefiting me at all so i i left sort of got the one year qualification out of it and then i just decided to leave because at that point i i knew that i wanted to do music yeah, and that was yeah. my career path um and that wasn't going to help me whatsoever mm. you know it it was it was going to get me into a university course it was going to then take me down a you know in working in a studio doing running doing yeah. which production wise is great but i was already starting to do that at mount street you know i was learning mm. these bits mm. i was um i was getting the experience in the studio that real in, life experience well, yeah in our in in our industry you know because we're both involved with with this side of things you yeah. know um experience and knowing how to work the equipment is way more than any qualification yeah um, piece of paper. yeah exactly mm. because you know at the end of the day a lot of people do have um the qualifications charlie went to you know uni for however mm. many years at falmouth and um you know look where where he's got himself he's exactly, incredible yeah incredible but then you look at other lines of things where you've got musicians who don't have any qualifications don't have anything mm. to their name but they're some of the best musicians you'll ever meet it's just um, um it's picking that path isn't yeah, it 100%. But if you vehemently know what you want to do truthfully feel it inside you it's your passion mm-hmm. it's bubbling whatever course you decide to go on for that yeah. if it is university if it is further education in some way or if it's just being out there going to every studio you can find and say can i work yeah. for you can i yeah. do this M- meeting artists you'll find your way because it means something to you and that's, that's it, yeah i think everyone needs to know who they are what they work best in and they're an individual so yeah. they'll make it work for them yeah. because there's some things that uni just can't teach impossible to yeah. teach it can give you all this academic knowledge and give you an idea of paths 
but to learn tenacity to learn yeah. sort of self-belief and networking and all those huge fundamentals nobody can really teach no, you that it's, it's life experience as well at the end of the day i remember that was another thing that charlie said was talking about what you can um learn at uni is you know unbelievable amounts of knowledge about mm. you know how all the um the engineering equipment works and what yeah. mics work best and um you know which which plugins to use and all that kind of stuff. you know it's, it's great but the other side of things is that to be a producer to be um working in any form of hospitality in terms of you know where you're dealing with people mm. you've got to have the people skills to do it as well mm. and there are a lot of people who don't yeah you know they may have all the skills in the world but when it comes to talking to them they're like a brick wall yeah and yeah. you're like it you're never going to get anywhere with with that kind of i think i listened to that on an elon musk podcast yeah he was talking but he was on about these interns yeah and because the ones that had all been to uni knew to clock off at five o'clock it was th- yeah. that was their time and then it was they're going and socializing drinking time yeah, yeah. whereas he got these guys from the bronx i think it was in the interns yeah but because they only knew the hustle they only knew graft really hard work they wouldn't stop they yeah. were just working as like, finished, like he was, works yeah. they just kept going kept grafting mm-hmm. they wouldn't know how to stop which you know there's probably a balancing act in all this yeah. isn't there because 100%. i didn't go to uni um and when i decided i wanted to become something and make something yeah. out of my life i would do sickening hours like ridiculous people yeah. still like say do you just work all the time <laughs> But now having a family and a daughter yeah. and this side of my life in reflection, I've learned to sort of harmonise it and put the two together and know yeah. when I can give 110% and edit, 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 make yeah. film, make here, do bits there. But then I'll be reflective and thoughtful of, have I been neglecting my family? Where am I at here? Do I actually yeah. feel run down? Could I give myself a bit of time? So... I think a huge thing to just learn on your journey is self-discovery, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. It's just and knowing it's, what you it's can that, give. It, it backs up mental health aspect again. Is that It's discovering who you are and yeah. how far you can push yourself mm. without becoming disconnected with everything. I think um, if I went to uni now, mm-hmm. I'd be cool. I'd be absolutely yeah. fine with it. I've, I've had time to mature. I love learning. Learning yeah. is such a cool thing. Remember my ego got the grasp of me about five or six years ago yeah. when I was struggling. I was like, bollocks, I've, I've, I've learnt it all now. <laughs> I've done. Yeah. I'm just yeah. learning. Now, yeah. now. But then I got slapped in the face from my ego. Yeah. And uh, I realised, oh, you, I'm on a constant learn. I'm on a constant... I yeah. can keep going on youtube tutorials and doing that but if i went to uni i'd be a good listener now yeah i, th- I do think we we rush with education do you know how it's set up it's we go to primary school we're, st- we're still graded in primary school yeah we, we value ourselves on these grades so we're working up towards that then we get into secondary and all we're thinking about really in secondary is year 11 gcse's yeah. it's the big yeah. voldemort monster yeah from day one yeah really. yeah <laughs> and if you do well in that then they're oh well done you can go into yeah. this institute and it's all sort of spoon-fed hand-fed for a certain genre yeah. of people yeah and we just don't need that. Some people can work with that and it excels well for them. My sister's academically built and she's a solicitor, amazing yeah. person, looks after like human rights and she's awesome. 
I'm mm-hmm. totally different. I wasn't wired for that. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to send me into that exact same path. Mm-hmm. But we are taught to do that. And it doesn't, yeah, no, doesn't add yeah, up. That's, you're right. It's it's almost like words are spooned into our mouth. It's like the initial is like primary, secondary, uni. Yeah. Primary, secondary or sixth form uni. It's, mm. it's, that's the, the way that it goes. And um, I, I mean, personally, from my opinion, the education system is is just rubbish anyway (laughs) yeah exactly it teaches you completely the wrong things about what is important i mean there's nowhere near enough life experience or just general i mean it's that age-old thing that people say like oh why don't they teach us to pay our taxes and you know there is massively truth because you you don't get anything out of that and it's it's almost like and the mentality well yeah they teach you the basics that you need but they don't teach Mm. you how to link it together to work they teach you maths they teach you algebra but they don't teach you how to connect that to an everyday life situation i remember blank out saying to a teacher so why are we doing that my my biggest question was so many times yeah and he didn't have an answer he just went yeah we just do it yeah you just do it what the book says mate as soon as uh, that got responded back to me Mm I gave up, honestly. I started talking to my mates and just, like, having a laugh. I did end up eventually getting asked to not come back into most of the lessons. Let me go to a couple. But I wasn't being nasty or aggressive or unfair with it. I just felt unjust. And in what we're doing, it didn't make sense to me. It was all alien. And then when you ask them questions, they'll just say the same jargon to you. That's it. It's like they're all... That's what they're all trained to... You know, it's like they're trained to sort of not brainwash you but in a sense that well that's just what we're told to do so that's why we do it i must say genuinely i go into schools now yeah and i work for an organization called um independent thinking okay which is like the little fish going the other way right but they really are different and there are must my um chrissy my partner is a teacher there's wonderful people in the sectors that are there to teach their passion and what they love and it's passion induced yeah but yeah, you're right. The system is there to uphold a certain way of thinking, yeah, yeah. uphold a certain way of being. And there's so many good teachers that went in with the right morals, right compass, that are wanting to leave straight away because they they see what the system does in yeah, the end. Uh, yeah. But I, I see it shifting, though. I do. I think I, from when we were. I at hope school, so. I hope with with everything that's kicked off recently, and yeah. just just in terms of um, education, but in life as life in general mm. you know with all the movements that have come come across in the past year since covid yeah, yeah. that social media has induced um i hope that we'll start to see a change not just in the education system but in everyday life now yeah i think um, we'll, how we approach one another yeah i hope so i just you know i it's one of them, there's a harry styles song called treat people with kindness yeah and that to me like embodies yeah everything we treat need people how you want to be treated ah that's what um, the golden rule is on my i got that done it was in a yeah. song as well um najab is it's like a lo-fi beat okay, yeah um and this guy he died when he was 26 but he was mm-hmm. one of the greatest like producers of all time yeah. and uh yeah check out najab is but he had loads of ciphers on his track and rappers yeah and one of them said um every day i'm measuring the hurt within the golden rule and i was like what on earth's that and the golden rule is treat others as you wish to be treated yeah. it's said in each scripture in a different way but the same message applies yeah. and on, as soon as i saw that i was like right 
That's what I want. Yeah, the golden rule. Good to live by. Yeah, I, I did listen to a um, podcast with somebody recently, and he said, "What about though? Not just treat others as." Y- Treat others as you wish to be treated, but what about treat others as they wish to be treated? I yeah, kind of thought, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a nice spin. Do you know what I mean? It is, yeah. You got it's it is it's that inclusive because what works for me might not work for yeah. them. Yeah. So just being cautious and conscious of what yeah. they're after and about. That's it. It's putting yourself in their shoes and thinking, right? Well, is this going to make them uncomfortable? Is this going to be? And it's just trying to mm. trying to adapt to your surroundings a bit. Just um, not being a dick, though. Yeah. No, yeah. anything you do, even if you make mistakes, I think we should yeah. be absolutely fearless of mm-hmm. not making of making mistakes. Yeah. Like it's fine to make mistakes. It's fine to say the wrong thing, yeah. but understand if you've said the wrong thing, what the right thing for that person yeah. is, and yeah. if it suits your moral compass. And if you go, oh, yeah. I'm really sorry, I offended you there, yeah. and I, I, I respect why you'd be offended there yeah. and just being good with it yeah that's it it's about apology even if you have it's just admitting that you made the mistake or that mm. you you know said something wrong and moving on from it and, and it's there is because people can be offended and sometimes if yeah. you act in a lovingly way and somebody's offended and you didn't mean to and yeah. how they're offended it you know it's like comedians they tell jokes and they speak of all these different platforms and genres and different people. Yeah. Somebody's going to be offended on the way. And yeah. your responsibility isn't to censor everything you say, but build a good morals about you. Yeah. That you're doing in yeah. the best of kind of ways. And if they're offended, you do also have the right to sort of be like, well, I'm really sorry, but yeah. this is yeah. this is me too. You know, That's it, does that yeah. make sense? I, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, there's so many comedians who have said it, but I think Ricky Gervais recently yeah, says, it, you, there's, there's nothing you can't joke about, but it's the audience you joke about it too. Mm. And there, there, there is truth in that. I, you know, there, there are some things that you shouldn't say that are mm, mm. out of line, but I think what is the point in life if you can't enjoy it and have a laugh and yeah, i yeah. think there's that aspect of you know if if you can can just just if it if it's going to relieve an atmosphere or mm. you know just just have have a laugh enjoy yourself and n- not try and think about it too much because i think that's one thing at the moment where everybody's especially with social media and what they're putting on mm. there thinking what is this politically correct is this going to come back at me in yeah yeah you know, 10 years time Completely. or whatever we don't want to be eggshelling no it's... no authenticity comes out of eggshelling yeah, exactly you're being very convoluted and just saying what those around you want to say in an echo yeah. chamber yeah i feel what we don't do a lot of the time as a people as a species is yeah we just generalize things we don't think of context yeah. so you know what i might make a joke about to my partner I wouldn't necessarily say to somebody that I've only just met yeah. or out in a group of people or yeah. put on a public platform. Everything's contextual. So, you know, I've been through a death recently in the family and our best way of countering that or, or overcoming that together, we just have a bit of a laugh about it yeah. together yeah. because it makes us sort of smile. We don't, we're not malicious yeah. in any way, but we're just having a bit of enjoyment from something sad and that yeah. makes us feel better. But if I was in a room full of people and there was m- mixed emotions and mixed feelings around it, yeah. I wouldn't start cracking out no, jokes no. and say it being not very compassionate about it, yeah. but it's just context. It's trying to find light in a dark place. Really, yeah, isn't it? completely. Um, and a lot of people cope with it differently but I, I agree with you that's that's one thing that you know 
I myself do is in in those situations where it is you've got to try and find the, the mm. funny side to it. Yeah, almost. the playfulness. And, yeah, of it. that's it. And but that's a, a we'd connect over that. And in yeah. this context, if we weren't being filmed yeah, and putting it yeah. out somewhere, I'm sure me and you would have some common unity on that, yeah. and we'd be sharing some jokes and just making play of stuff. But I definitely I don't want to offend anyone. My my objective isn't to go out there and cause offence and yeah. put people in spins. That it's already a very polarized, yeah. hard world to live in. if you're coming from the best possible side of your nature that is that is key to me yeah that that's the truth as as long as you know that your morals are right yeah yeah whether for for whatever reason you you make a comment where um you know people do when when they go out for a drink with their mates Mm. there's a group of five mates and one of them knows someone else and another five people join and they're having a laugh Mm. and someone you know knows that in that five maybe they could say this joke Mm -hmm. and it will go down well or they'll know but one of those people in that other five that's joined Mm. doesn't like it and they instantly either don't like that person or you know they, they they have this this sort of animosity um, yeah exactly mm. um whereas you know it's it's you, you've just got to take a lot of things with a pinch of salt and realize that yeah he said something but his morals are in the right place mm. and you know maybe he read the situation wrong shouldn't have said it but huh. just uh, it's the just same let with it be. as a community how we're basing ourselves all of our ideas, all of our philosophies need to contribute into this pot yeah. that we put together and we listen to and we build our realities about it. Do you know what I mean? Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. So, you know, I might say something to somebody, an opinion that somebody completely disagrees with, but it doesn't have to just be vilified as hate speech and it's... Uh, completely going against that person's morals therefore it should be cancelled out it should be not spoken about it should be a conversation adding in because you know even if it doesn't yeah it's a debate and even if it doesn't align to you it needs to be added into that pot where we can get by and work something out with it Uh, for example and i I can say this is um like on social media recently Mm -hmm. there was um i love mma and ufc they're my sort of passions i get up at three in the morning sit with my my partner i've got all my snacks out and i'm ready for it and that a few years ago there was a big debate and it was in the trans community and it was a fighter called fallon fox was a famous case yeah who fought in the women's division and she cracked a skull of one of her opponents and a lot of the females in the division were saying it does it feels unfair it doesn't feel like a fair fight she, Physical she advantage physically almost. seems yeah. stronger in and scientists have said why this might be the case biologists have mm-hmm. explained this i put it up um as a an example and i was doing it in a kind way i just said i don't think this is right and it mm. was sort of witch hunt and attacked and i got thrown stuff at and you know I am quite passionate on that. I do feel I, I deserve the right to talk of that because it's in my field that I'm mm. really interested in. So to have the opinion on it just adds to conversation and we should be yeah, able to yeah. conversate through it and come to some conclusion where we're like, we're both coming from loving places and good yeah. sides of our nature. Yeah. There doesn't necessarily at the end of every conclusion have to be a right and a wrong yeah. either. But just be listened yeah. to. Fun, funny enough, it's, some, it's a completely different subject. But, yeah. Um, we've got like a on Facebook, like a West Bridgeford community page. There's nice. like you know all the people. And, yeah. So um, 
and there's a, a lady commented on it something about basically where there's a power station near us and it's being knocked down now and they're on about applying to have it turned into a nuclear power station so there's like one of these brand new nuclear uh, fusion power stations which could be the first in the world Mm -hmm. and she'd put on shared the post from nottingham live or whatever it was and then gone well has anybody started a petition against this i can't believe this is happening Mm. and the comments were ripping her to shreds Mm. they were like are you stupid like you know it's actually really positive, really good. You just seen nuclear and reacted against yeah, it. You yeah. know, it's not going to happen like Chernobyl and all these like ripping in shreds. And and in some cases, I think yeah, there is a, a level of um, almost blindsiding and mm. blinkering that they mm. see nuclear, think it's dangerous, but actually, nuclear fusion is completely different mm. to what was happening in in like. Um, uh, Japan when um, the tsunami hit and that was a nuclear power station and Chernobyl as well mm. but it's completely different um, and it's nowhere near as dangerous but yeah. everyone was ripping to her to shreds yeah. but it's that education side of things where if someone had gone oh well maybe you know she doesn't understand so yeah, I'll educate yeah. her or gone do you realise that actually this 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 and this um, there's nothing really comes out of anger no, is there this is Nothing's it and achieved. there was so many so many comments there's mm. probably you know, maybe 500 comments just going yeah. all the way through. And she hadn't replied to any of them. And there were all the people going, oh, you stupid. You, you think, yeah, but what, what's the point in putting that on Facebook? Yeah. If once she's not even going to respond to it and not even going to comment on it. Yeah. But to, it's just a waste of energy. Mm, yeah. You know, there's, there's better ways of going about that kind of thing than just firing hate at people and... Have you learned how to conduct yourself on it then, sort of social media in general? Because I'm sure you've got to have been with me on a time where you've wasted your energy in uh, timeless I tell you what, and... the amount of times, actually, where I've, you know, been lying in bed at night, someone said something or maybe I've mentioned something and it, you know, they've gone off at me mm. and I've typed out, yeah. a 500 word thing <laughs> and then deleted yeah, it because yeah. I've gone you know what, what no, am I doing yeah what's the point I'm yeah. wasting my energy <laughs> I may as well go okay sorry and just go to sleep and mm. end it there and I've learnt to do that beforehand mass- I mean I can remember when it was uh, maybe a couple of years ago before Covid we were in I was in a pub with my dad um, an uncle and whatever we were sat at this pub and having a discussion about politics. Mm. Um, <laughs> I come from a very political family from my mum's side. My um, grandma is hardcore Labour. She's yeah. always been red. Um, whatever, you know, she, she would never, never even think about voting Tory. That's, yeah. that's you know, she hates them with a passion. Mm. My dad, on the other hand, hardcore Tory because Raging. he run, yeah he runs a runs a business mm-hmm. he you know and all he sees is the positive aspects of that mm. and I can remember being sat in this pub and having this conversation it was about the time when Boris Johnson was standing and it was Jeremy Corbyn mm. and we had this massive debate in this pub talking about this and a woman from another table came over and sat with us and started ripping me to shreds because of my political views right. she was a tory yeah and she thought that i was stupid for having these yeah well that's it that, exactly <laughs> you know for for the right morals really yeah, let's be you. honest um and i i was just sat there in amazement mm. that you know there was there was someone so passionate about 
whatever they believed in, and yeah. and they were they were so blindsided by it that they only saw the one thing that she decided to come from the other side of the pub wow. to sit down and rip me to shreds. Yeah, and I thought. What, why, what is going on here? Need, yeah, yeah, why? So why what do you what feel is the that point? Amount of that's it. Hurt it's, and hatred in your heart. I, th- it's I find crazy. it funny with politics because I know a lot of people that will only vote one way, yeah. and I don't think they care about the actual what that applies anymore. Yeah, and what that uh, party stands for. Yeah, it's just you've picked a team now. Yeah, and the funny thing is, we're all in this country together, a society together, a community together, yeah. and the ones that are polar either side, the one that's in power, the polar side want them to fail. Yeah, it's like yeah. Hang on, as a team, aren't we all one? Yeah, well, that's it, you work Where together. We, we've got to try and better the yeah. systems, better the parties, and I don't want to constantly be battling. I'm very, um, I've got left heart, but I've got right minds and, and thoughts yeah. about me where I'm taking all of it in and trying to piece yeah. out what's best. And, you know, the, there's a bigger quality um inequality sorry yeah. uh, problems we've got here we've got class systems yeah. it's it's hugely um important to know what a party stands for yeah. but don't wish them to do poorly when they're in place we just we need to better what there is yeah no i agree with you it's it's it is again similar to education it's you know people aren't educated on the subject that mm. politics nowadays there's the the two main parties, Labour and yeah. the Conservatives in this country, they are so close to the centre nowadays mm. that it's very difficult, you know, in 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 mm. some aspects. Yeah, not, yeah, 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 yeah. But in some aspects, you look at some policies they have. It's very difficult to pick between the two. There are obviously a lot of, you know, it depends on what you look after. Businesses, you're going to vote Tory. Mm. General mm. working class, you would normally say would work um would would vote for uh labor or whatever mm. but it's it's a it's a crazy world we live in because there is so much um political fight yeah between what you know i, I can remember it's, it's funny there's all like you're saying there's always those, those polars that one does mm. one thing right and they say it's wrong yeah and yeah. um i can remember being sat at sunday lunch whatever eating dinner and there's been the political debate going on between my dad and yeah. my grandma yeah. and my dad saying about Maggie Thatcher, mm. which I know is a taboo word. There we go. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, saying about, well, Maggie Thatcher sold off her count, the council houses so everyday people could buy the homes, mm. to which was a great, great thing, you know. It mm. meant everybody could get, people could get on a property ladder. Mm. My grandma then goes, well, yes, but she didn't build more. Mm. so yes she sold them off but it meant that then the poor people who were trying to move into the council houses to have a home Mm. didn't have anywhere to live Mm. so that one subject Mm. which is you know a a very small one small thing but you know compared to politics it's a very small section of it but there are these two massive pulling opinions Mm. on it that yes it was a good thing but it was a bad thing because of this and Mm. It's my dad would never have pointed out the well, yeah, but she didn't, but you know, build more. Mm. And my grandma is going to be another yeah, side, exactly. Isn't there? That's it. So it's mm. um, when you open up one door, it opens oh, up five yeah, other doors. That's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, it, and it's just like a, a an endless I, battle. I do. Just, I, 
I've basically now, with social media, I post and ghost. So I do my thing. I look at the people I want to look at. I see your music. I see yeah. what Charlie's doing. I yeah. put my thing on because I love doing it. But I'm out of there. Yeah. I'm going to try and live my life again and be in the world. Yeah. But it's really interesting, these times, and politically correct political correctness politically aligned people yeah. what they're often saying on platforms there's a lot of peas in there yeah <laughs> but what they're saying is i want better yeah i yeah. am nice i've got a kind heart mm. and i want better and that is what they're trying to promote or say but they're just doing it in very aggressive manners. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to achieve anything for me. It doesn't seem yeah. to, to build on anything. I don't, I, some, in, as well, in some cases, I don't think there's a lot of gratefulness for what we do have now. A lot of it's taken for granted. Dude, I, I was talking... You think in the past 10 years, just how far we've yeah, come yeah. in terms of you know inequalities. Now, we've, we've made massive steps, Mate. but it's suddenly like... Yeah, but we need more, more, more. Let's, and let's I totally agree building. there's more. Let's yeah. keep building. That's We're it. really in a blip of a time yeah. scale here. Yeah. And, you know, technology been thrown at us. Yeah. We're apes, we're yeah, little monkey yeah. minds, and yeah. we're just evolving, evolving, evolving. Where my sister works, and she's trying to gain status for lots of people, yeah. um, a lot of her clients are from Pakistan and other third world industries and countries, and they literally stone them to death if they're gay yeah. in certain countries. The, the UFC fight I watched on the weekend is one of the most inspiring stories I've heard in a long, long time. Francis Ngano, and he was... Uh, from Cameroon. Yeah. And he tried to come over mm -hmm. to, uh, I think he tried to get to Spain. And he made that attempt nine times. Really? It took him about 19 attempts to actually get immigration status to get there. Wow. But what they used to do when people got turned back from uh, Cameroon to Spain, yeah. they used to just send them back across the Sahara Desert to die, in essence. And he kept having to just yeah. make that journey all the time. And now he's the, the heavyweight champion of the world in UFC. And he, he's just the most humble, incredible person. Yeah. And all, how he speaks is just a blessing to be on this planet, a blessing to be alive. Yeah. He's worked really hard for it. And it's just because he's it's not a time to sit there in comfort and privilege yeah. and be so angry and polarized at everything because he's yeah. living his life do you know what i mean yeah. you can feel that pure ecstasy and love inside mm. of him I, I think there are so, there are a lot of sports stars coming up now who again you're you're starting to see people who haven't necessarily had that privilege mm. coming up you know because of you know they've they've come from these really like for example I, i'm not massively into like mma and that kind mm -hmm. of thing but for me football i'm i'm nice. big into football right so um from my perspective there's a guy called um i think it's ahmad diallo or something okay. like that and he's just signed he's a 19 year old he's just signed mm -hmm. from manchester united and he was an immigrant who came from um one of the sort of the third worldy countries mm -hmm. and um came over on a boat mm. to italy yeah he went to italy and you know he, he just came i think with him and his brother or something looking for like a better life mm. um and he moved to italy again as an immigrant he was then talent spotted mm. Started, um, then got signed to one of these, like, you know, lower league clubs in Italy. He was then signed by one of the bigger ones, mm. and 
it's the way that he's worked up from literally nothing yeah. within two years, three years, whatever, however long it is. He's managed now to be signed for Man United. Yeah. And he's on this massive contract with them. Mm. And I, I don't think a lot of stories get, like that get covered enough. But, because and he's been through genuine hardship. Yeah, seeing literally. true life yeah. and death situations in front of his eyes. Yeah. And had to prevail through that. Exactly, and, yeah. you know, that is... I think people would benefit so greatly from going and seeing the world but really seeing the world you can backpack and get drunk and do what you can do here over in a hot climate or you could go and live in some cultures and live in some different communities and see what their experiences are you were saying that you'd been traveling had you done done that kind of thing then i did a year in oz yeah a year in south africa and a few months in other areas like thailand and places but one thing I found interesting was I think my mum thought, oh, he's going to really learn a lesson here and see some hardships, and hard- yeah. which I did. There was, I've seen dead bodies. I've seen um, vigilantes where they made their own police system and yeah. policing systems, yeah. and they just kill people because they, they, they need rid of them. Yeah. I kind of agreed with some of it when um, certain things happened. Like, our friend nearly got abducted. She just nearly yeah. got taken. And the guys were like, we are uh, going to kill him now. And I'm like, no, 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 we need to go to the police. They're like, yeah. no, no, no. The, the police will... And they th- just say, the police is just going to let him off. And yeah. they did. We took them to the police. We had to plead for him to, like, not be murdered. Yeah. But then they would inevitably go to the police paid the police and then there's like yeah see a slap on the wrist and go yeah so i kind of see where the vigilantes come from and corruption but there was also a lot of community feels that i I went through so i I worked my way all the way up and down south africa Mm -hmm. and i stayed with a lot of communities and it was all based on very simplistic beautiful essence and wholesome yeah. things i go and live in a, a place called bulangula for a few months yeah and honestly it was you catch a fish come and share it here we'll give you yeah. some warmth we cook it together and it was all that sort of thing i was yeah. seeing and i thought the amount of simplicity here that i'm experiencing the happiness that everyone's yeah. on a day-to-day not overthinking they were the sort of things i came back with rather than the, oh haven't i got it lucky yeah I thought, oh, bloody hell, I wish I hadn't been forced into working all the time and being in this certain way. But, like you say, the polar, I saw the real, where they were, they didn't have the basic human needs met. They didn't have water, they didn't have food, they they didn't have what you need to survive. So, yeah, the, I, I saw a big balance there. Yeah. I saw a lot of things. Would you travel? Is that on your I, I'd love to, but it's it's one of the things. I, I just don't know where I'd start with it. It's that yeah. um, I'd love to travel with music. That would be like my dream. I to can be see able it, to man. tour with music. That would be incredible. But, you know, it's, it's just see how that goes. I, it's something that I would definitely do mm. in the sort of the next couple of years. I was like talking to Charlie about it. It's things mm. like, you know, we're talking about, you know, setting up for life and how I'm like starting to set up for like house deposits nice, and that kind uh, of thing. Yeah. Just that kind of thing. But <laughs> it's, it just depends on how Adult things go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's dropping myself into the real world and kind of, um, I, I want to prepare myself to be able to land on my feet mm. as soon as possible. Mm. Um, just trying to figure out how to do that. Mm. Um, in a way that is viable for mm. a 19-year-old kind of thing. You know what I mean? Because... Um, Shock me every time you say that, dude. <laughs> Crazy. But it, it, it is, it's, 
it's a crazy world because it's like you know my grandparents and especially my dad's quite you know he's an older parent he's mm-hmm. um 78 nice and he's yeah so he'll be 80 next year i think wow. um and sort of his generation it's like at my age they were you know like in serious relationships they were moving into houses mm. um you know like for example my grandparents that had i think my mum at this you know at this point and um it, it's just crazy to think that you know we've come on 50 60 years yeah. and life is so different because mm. it is more common than not for a 25 year old still to be living at home with his parents mm-hmm. because it's so difficult for him to get onto the property, yeah, property or her to get onto the property ladder mm-hmm. and it's so you know everyday life now especially over the last couple of years i think um the last sort of 10 20 years i want to say mm. with the decrease in things like apprenticeships and that kind of thing mm-hmm. the golden certificate of i can do this i can do that mm. has become so important and crucial into getting these top jobs mm. or getting an everyday job that is going to be going you know going to give you a wage yeah. whereby you can live a good life yeah. but save enough to be able to you know work you know move into a house or whatever it is but i think a lot of people nowadays you know um, in my opinion things like hospitality has always mm. been like a staple job for yeah, someone like yeah. myself like a musician or anything to go into um the first thing that you know you think is oh go get a job in a bar yeah. or you know w- tesco's or whatever it is mm-hmm. to to start yourself but for for me th- those jobs are incredibly underpaid mm. for what we do yeah um I, I work in a bar and it's it's you know it's i i absolutely love it you know m- my boss is amazing um the people i work with are great but you know, if you think about it, the we are system set yeah, we, we are there to provide enjoyment yeah. for everyone in that bar. We we do everything. We we make your drinks, we collect your drinks, we wash those glasses for you. Mm. We take the meal back to the kitchen if you don't like it or if it's undercooked. Mm-hmm. The chef recooks it, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. There, there's so much to it, and you know, we, we barely get appreciated for mm. it. I think uh, there's there's an American like. Um, not culture but there's an american thing where the the tip is automatically included in the the bill and that is you know goes straight to the people who are serving you Mm. um and we don't have that in this country because you you notice it in american service as well yeah how they treat you yeah it's in the the most positive loving we want you to have the best of experience ways here and not saying that doesn't exist here because it really doesn't i can imagine coming into the bar with you and just thinking we're gonna be all right tonight (laughs) but yeah the the love and the passion isn't really there and the need to it needs to incentivize that yeah we need to be given yeah i think Mm. we just need to sort of make a point that you know especially in the hospitality industry mm. there's a lot of young people working in it obviously not in the higher up jobs but you know in the waiter in the waitressing jobs um there's a lot of people who are on like myself i'm on you know like six pound fifty an hour mm. which you know is good it might be less than six pound fifty i don't exactly know there are friends that i've got working who are on a lot less than that because they're under 18 mm. or whatever and for those kind of people who are trying to save up you know that they're, they're getting out of that job you know for example a skilled worker yeah. joiner per day nowadays you're looking anywhere between 180 and 250 pound a day hmm. and 
a day out work that we get you know sometimes we're working eight 12 hour shifts yeah yeah and we'll get 50 to 70 quid yeah i mean it's it's, it's just quite a simple equation isn't it that yeah the cost of living has gone up yeah. astronomic astronomically yeah yeah <laughs> and then the minimum wage has just basically plateaued yeah and kept going up in 20 p yeah. or something. that's it it's, it's just ridiculous think, well guys how do yeah. you expect us to exist in this how do you expect yeah. like mental health to not have a massive outbreak yeah. how do you expect people to survive in this climate and 100%. i mean I'm definitely from a place of privilege and, and I honour that all the time. Yeah. I'm very understanding and humble to the privilege yeah. that I've been given in my life. And I want better. That's why I'm more left-leaning. I'm central, yeah. but left-leaning because I think we need to have a... We, we need more winners in our society. Yeah, yeah. And we, we do better by having more winners. And yeah. that's what I want from people. But we we do need to what we were alluding to and saying earlier, respect what we have got. And as a society, we're very honoured and lucky to be in a certain place where we're not being stoned to death for our political agendas or beliefs or sexual preferences and so on. And when I do see people getting so angry at one another and in themselves and on their posts and what they do, you just think, genuine, go and live a little. Go and experience a little. That's You're totally right. It's, It's... yeah there's there's i think uh, there just needs to be a a bit of a change of perspective i Mm. think a lot of people um they they still have especially like my parents generation Mm. they still have that old school mindset and actually you know we're not living in the 1970s 1980s anymore Mm. this is 2021 Mm. like it's crazy some things that like you say you know you've got other countries that they're stoning people yeah. to death for but, and, their and beliefs then, or... so, and sorry i feel like i, I didn't um de- i didn't want to deviate too far from your point because i think we have the right to still be unsatisfied yeah and not happy with yeah. how we're being treated and want for better and yeah. push for better it shouldn't be dismissed all the time from mm. right people like you're right we've got it easy yeah there should be discussions that keep getting out yeah. to the mist and we go yeah we're cool thank you for not staying in us yeah but yeah. please may we have some money yeah, exactly and please yeah. may we yeah. have it equally shared yeah that that's a fair thing to bring into the discussion 100%. and it's just discussions isn't it genuinely mm. conversations being had we don't have to dismiss things straight up yeah no you, you you're right and it's it's in in terms of like political things it, again it's it for me like i'm i'm very like a big believer obviously you know, brought up, you know, to be um, labour centred mm, and whatever, mm. and you know, all for the NHS. And you get this, this, this bias that we pay, you know, quite a lot in tax, which mm. you know, I'm not opposed to. It's a good thing because mm-hmm. it goes to positive things. But we get, you know, we pay so much in tax that is supposed to go to helping us out as a country. Mm. And you slowly start to see the MPs getting pay rises and the nhs slowly being privatized so that you know certain things you don't get on the nhs for anymore you have to pay for that Mm -hmm. and that wasn't the point in the national health service Mm. that was there to help everyone get free health care yeah yeah and it's almost like it's being taken away from us Mm. and it's that same thing if you're expected to pay more taxes to fund the big boys back pockets mm-hmm, their mm-hmm. range rovers yeah, their yeah. whatever you know their expensive lifestyles they need to give us something back and they do always do it as well in a really sort of clever way do you yeah. know what i mean 
to do it every so often. Are you getting a little click? In... A little bit, yeah. A little bit of a is. click. A few minutes later. So what I was saying, yeah, bloody on. politics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's ruining your equipment. Yeah. <laughs> do you think you'd do a podcast yourself? Is that um, a political one? Would you go more music-based? Where would you I'd, go with I'd, it? I I love talking about anything. I can talk I can about tell. anything that's that's thrown at me, and I I just love that. It's my brother is extremely like clever. He's he's just like he's got not necessarily like academically, but in terms of like he he, he loves talking about like alien life and all that mm. kind of stuff. And I can just listen to him talk about. That kind of sort of extra traction. Is there is there life on Mars? Is there oh, you know all that mate, kind of stuff? What's in our soul. seas? <laughs> and I love that. And is there? Has he concluded? Well, it yet? this is it. Is this there? is it. There's, <laughs> you know, you go back to him every time, and it, there's something different to add to really? it. And you think, wow. But I, those are the kind of things that I'd love to talk about. I'd love to do like a a podcast discussing, you know the world and what, what the world we live in and how how things on other planets could be and mm. all that kind of stuff i just think it's it's mental i do it's i love so politics as a discussion yeah. but then i used to be really into it mm. but i just felt like myself i could change more actually going inside yeah. working on myself and then you know like for instance, this sort of building a creative hub, bringing yeah. people together and just being that change you want to see yeah. and not working within the realms of politics because it just felt every time I tried to get into it, it was just bitey and aggressive yeah. and I, I think couldn't really get my people points People get across. really touchy on the political subjects mm. that we've, we've discussed because everyone has a very strong opinion on it and that's great because it means there's so much out there to discuss mm. but it depends who you discuss it with because mm. there's certain people who will take it one way yeah, yeah. and they go at you and you know all you're looking for is just a discussion of well this is my opinion what's your opinion mm. kind of thing i, I think that's great a listener i think yeah. now i listen to the politics on yeah. a podcast platform and i think yeah that's interesting mm -hmm. i like to stay in the loop but discussing wise i've definitely steered towards the more extraterrestrial yeah. that's it. what's in the seas yeah. <laughs> the, the escapism sort of conversation yeah. I, no i i agree i think in terms of um there's i think there's just more to talk about because mm. i find with politics it's so repetitive mm. you get talking about the same things and arguing yeah. about the same things 24 7 that was the thing that it's really annoyed me over the last year just me and my grandma have always really had good discussions mm. we've got the same political views and we just enjoy talking about it but with everything that's going on over the last year it's just repetitive and repetitive and repetitive and i find myself at the start educating everybody else saying oh, i was looking into the virus and mm. you know how it's affecting the body and yeah. what the what the vaccines they're developing and how 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 they're developing them and where they're coming from and i found it so interesting and then it got to january and i just couldn't be asked with it mm. anymore mm. i wasn't watching yeah. the television yeah. i was i was hating as soon as it came on saw matt hancock's face <laughs> and i just i switched it off straight away yeah, yeah. because it would pissed me off I know, it really was I know that feeling and genuinely. I, I got like today i had no idea that from today we are allowed to meet up with six people outside in our gardens i had no idea wow you know six months ago right, get your phone out I'd been, <laughs> literally i'd been the first person mm. to you know i've told everyone that but i just didn't know my mum mm. said oh you know you can do that it's your birthday tomorrow you can mm. actually see people wow. for once so i was like 
What? Where? What? What rock have I been living yeah. under? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with you completely. I've sort of just tried to live yeah. the best way I could, and not tried to be over the top in just dismissing things again and not trying to follow rules but when it got too much for me i couldn't literally i was anxious about it yeah. i just thought do you know what i'm gonna be as responsible as i feel i can be yeah be covid safe you know we didn't go mad when we saw each other no, but no. do what i can do and yeah. do what feels right and yeah a lot of people have lost that sense of trust in self. You yeah. have to be told what to do and how to do it and when to do it. And yeah, yeah I suppose if you're following a, a structure, it makes a bit of sense. But inherently, I think we know when we're being wrong and when we're being right. Yeah. And if we're being COVID safe and not. Yeah. And I wouldn't go out my way to have a big festival and party and do, do, do. Yeah. But carrying on with a bit of a podcast, seeing people from afar, a distant... I don't think the gym should have been shut, in honesty, in my opinion, from... Again, we're taking facts and figures into account, Mm. but it doesn't seem to have been a botherment of of the government. They didn't look at all the possible facts and figures here and here and here they just mm-hmm. make a blanket statement for all generalized yeah. for all does that make sense yeah no i, I and funny that that mm. also my in my eyes brings it back again to start the mental health aspect mm. you know loads of people rely on the gyms they rely yeah, on they, on seeing people as uh it, it, it helps them through everyday mm, life and mm. it was suddenly taken away from us yeah. within you know a couple of days we weren't going to be in lockdown. Boris Johnson was shaking everybody's hands. Mm. Three days later, he's shut us all down and scared us, you know, within an inch of our lives. That, you know, if we step outside our front door, unless it's for shopping, yeah. we're going to get killed by yeah, a coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, in hindsight, a, sh- a supermarket is like a breeding ground. Mm. And if you're going to pick it up mm. from anywhere... It's going to be a supermarket. They're not wiping down all the food that people no, have touched. You know, there's people going up and down the aisles. I understand that they put the arrows mm. on, but no one listened to that. Yeah. I went in Asda, and there were people walking against the arrows, dodging in and out of traffic, and you think, what? Like the so first I, when they, they opened back up, and it was yeah. straight to pubs, and well, gyms were still whereas, shut down. Yeah, whereas the gyms, everybody, the, the rule is that you get off the equipment, you wipe it down yeah, with antibiotics. Yeah. Mm. A bacterial spray and outdoor it's sports. In, as well, it's impossible so to pass that on. Mm. And like Premier League football, that still went on pretty mm. much throughout the se- the second and third lockdown. But if they can manage to test their players, mm. then why can't they do it for like Sunday football? I or... think a lot of the time, if you follow, if you want the root of the problem, you just follow the money. Yeah, yeah. No, you, <laughs> you're right. Where they're making yeah. the money yeah. here, you're or right. w- when is it going to be too much money here? Yeah. And that that seems to be a big root cause of it. Yeah, not, not willing to invest yeah. or not wanting to lose. Yeah, seems to you're be right. a big problem. Right. Yeah, I'm 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 happy. I'm outside of that. And when we did this podcast. It was escapism purely for me. I wanted mm. to meet artists and creatives yeah. and speak all passions and walks of life. And when it's got into the political spectrum, I still find it really fascinating, really interesting. Yeah. But I just, I'm happy that I'm outside of that sphere so yeah. much now. I wouldn't class myself as a politician yeah. as I would before. Yeah. That seems it's, to be... Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. Mm. I did a podcast earlier on in the... Um, 
the uh, like first lockdown mm. um, with a, a guy called um, Jay Sandu. I think it's Jay Sandu. If I got it right, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm blessed, um, but um, I'm honestly really bad. I know his first name is Jay, but he's <laughs> such a legend and he's a comedian. Like that's Wicked. what he's, he's like doing on the sidelines, similar like music. And Amazing. We just had a chat about music and about our favorite albums. We had a good laugh. We told stories and we did, we did that online. It mm. wasn't face to face and. Even that for the first lockdown was, it was just great. It mm. was it was just something different. We managed to just sit there, chat. Mm. Um, I had headphones on. I had a, a like my mic set up, nice. and I wasn't even looking at the computer screen. I'd got Jay in my ear, yeah. and I was just just talking. <laughs> Sounds and beautiful to me. That was incredible. Mm. And you know, while it was talking about you know music and that stuff that was relevant. That kind of thing, I just think being able to just sit there, just completely ignore everything that's going on in the world and just chat about whatever, anything it may be. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just be able to, to let loose a bit mm, is, is just so The beauty positive. of podcasts, isn't it? Yeah. I'm so yeah. glad to see them thriving at the minute and yeah. coming out, propping up from everywhere. I really yeah. try and get everyone to start one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need to do definitely. a podcast. Why? Just it's meet just good people. To talk about, yeah. <laughs> good to talk. Definitely, but I think definitely, like if I was going to do a podcast, like you're saying, it'll be discussing like the supernatural. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, Have you seen any documentaries and... on that? Then have you? I, I've I've watched a couple, but it's it's one of the things that in if if I'm going to watch telly, yeah, it would really interest me, but. I'd rather put on Family Guy or something like yeah, that because yeah, instantly for me, that's what I go to. Yeah, um, it's an easy choice. That's isn't it? it, and it's that those podcasts. Um, sorry, the the TV shows. Yeah, yeah. You have to watch those, and my attention span can be is sporadic. S- yeah, it's it's either I'm really hooked and n- nothing else matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I watch it for like 30 seconds and I pick up my phone and I'm scrolling through Instagram and then I'll miss something. I'll think that really interested mm, me mm. and I'll be rewinding it, trying to f- right, play it there <laughs> and then yeah. I'll be back on my phone again. And yeah. I, it's just like... I think I was definitely like that and I must say I do steer towards South Park every yeah, day. It's yeah, really hard. Yeah. You're like, there's a really interesting documentary. <laughs> South Park. But, South Park yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm so hooked on yeah. it. But I'm trying to train myself a little more yeah. on my attention span. I think everything can be trained to a degree. Mm. Obviously, you've got... Um, a better way of learning and picking up yeah. stuff because I really struggle with reading. Mm-hmm. I've tried my best to train myself and I'll read a page and just go, completely don't know what I just read there. Yeah. Go through yeah. it again. I think, why am I making this such yeah. a process? But when I'm listening or watching, it seems to be a better way of me picking yeah. up information. So with podcast, I'm, I've got a treadmill now and I walk in yeah. there, something Listen on in front it. of me and I, yeah, I'm growing my fascinations yeah. and my learnings there. Definitely. But then when it is time to chill, South Park all the yeah. way. Yeah, Do you, have you it. watched many South Parks? I, I, I've, it's something that my brother used to watch Dude. so much like through the 90s and stuff and that was if his If you are interested in show. politics, so it's, gonna, it's, it's yeah. definitely knows how to take a point 
and run with it yeah. and sort of get a, like the core seed out of yeah. that point so yeah. interesting I, i'm definitely it's something that i've like, i just started watching rick and morty which nice. i'm so late to the party with Dude, i know but i'm late. absolutely loving that um what and, episodes have you seen recently um i've just finished i think it's like season two episode four i think i've just finished one where they went to like a wedding and oh yeah um, the galactic space and the galactic space, um, the galactic yeah, space wedding the, and it's the the bird Birdman. birdman's <laughs> yeah. wife is like infiltrating <laughs> yeah, yeah. that yeah so i've just finished watching that but i find n- at the moment like my biggest thing is like when i relax mm. i don't go to i've not watched i used to be like mad into watching television tv like tv series but recently since i've got logic and my home like kind of studio setup honing in on your music that's and all i do is i i'll either go and play fifa yeah like or I'll be in my head in in that escapism or creativity. That's it exactly. Mm. It's funny because I'll I'll go into my bedroom and I'll shut my bedroom door mm. and I'll be there there for like three hours and I'll mm. come out and I'll find every door between myself and where my parents are sitting mm. is being shut because I'm like that loud into Bless it or whatever. Yeah. And they're all <laughs> what are you creating mainly? Just, just like demos and um, I spend a lot of time sort of just. I'll either be just sat there and I can spend maybe three days and just be maybe playing like covers or just messing about mm. and whatever. And then I'll get this idea that I really like and I'll work on that and I'll have a song from it and then I'll work on a demo for it. Mm. And that demo can, you know, take me five days. It can take me a day. Um, how would you, how do you describe your sound? What is your music? Then? My music is sort of a mixture between like the early the first two Coldplay albums yeah yeah mixed with um but you know St. Raymond it's like a an indie pop okay it's from Nottingham um like it's it's sort of like if you bought in my eyes it's like big anthems in 2021 kind mm. of thing that's how I like that's it that's cool and yeah I'm, I just love that, that big sound like the big vibes like Kings of Leon Coldplay um not more like Bombay Bicycle Club, mm. all that kind of stuff. Like that's my music. Do you like being versatile in your music? Yeah, hundred um, percent. I I really want to like recently. I've decided I want to start doing a lot more with other artists mm, and, and stuff. Yeah, clubs, but also just venturing outside of my style yeah, because yeah. I want to push myself to improve my writing. Mm. But also that you know, like last year, I found myself especially during the first lockdown, doing loads of writing in my style. Mm. And it came to the second lockdown and I'd like run out of ideas. Yeah, yeah, I get you. And I'd exhausted what I was creative, creatively, my as, you know, my genre. I'd almost exhausted myself and I thought, mm. I'm bored of this now and that's not like me. You know, I, I'm, I don't, you know, if it, I'm loving it, I don't ever get like that. Yeah, but yeah. I was finding myself like, wow, this is this is not good. Mm. And I wanted to start listening to new music and getting into new styles. Um, and I, I just started listening to loads of new music. Mm. And that was where I started now trying to get more influences like like Bonnie Vare oh, kind cool. of stuff into my music, where it's more the 
the kind of stuff that you can just play and vibe to in the mm, background those mm. kind of styles and um i don't you know i think you've had sam heaton on here yeah before. yeah sam's so cool. at Airloo, Lovely, um I, I love their sort of it's really vibey music mm, that, um, great big big sounds exactly yeah huge Out sounds more that, sounds adding yeah, sounds exactly yeah mm. um and i love that idea but it's that i just want to start pushing myself in terms of especially looking into a future in music mm. of how i can like create a future for myself and create a, a sort of a, a ground to work upon mm. and for me that is progressing myself so that i can be you know versatile and do you know lots of different genres and that's just mm. kind of what i want to start doing now rather than just working on myself yeah you yeah. know working on others to better myself in a way, if that makes sense are, are lyrics quite important to you in your music that uh, for me it, lyrics are really hit and miss mm. i can write a really good set of lyrics that i really like or i can write a set of really like crappy pop lyrics that yeah. are just awful um do you enjoy think, creating them though yeah 100 percent. i think lyrically um like there's a, a, a few tracks recently that I've started sort of delving slightly deeper into lyrics and mm. definitely my lyric writing, you'll speak to Charlie, he says it's like got so much better over totally the past evolved. year because I'm just trying to progress myself as a person. I think rather than writing sort of immature kind of mm. um, the whole... Fatic. Yeah, um, you know, the the things that you hear in pop music, yeah, like, yeah. you know... I love you and all that kind of crap. Yeah, yeah. You know, you just think <laughs> not really just any substance. Yeah. Into yeah, exactly. I'm trying to sort of delve a bit deeper into sort of what I want the songs to mean and mm. how I want the songs to be received as well. Suppose um, as you live life and go through experiences, yeah. it's going to keep on evolving and keep That's on it. building. Yeah. So um, it's definitely something that I'm I'm really looking forward to over the next year mm. getting into writing and like i've now started um trying to like base my songs off of a word or a okay. title yeah, or something cool. like that rather than just sitting there and thinking what comes to mind mm. like the first thing writing it off the cuff which is great i've done that on a couple of songs a song called into the middle which was literally just an off the cuff yeah exactly yeah um it was something that i came up in with the shower i was like you know yeah yeah. is it a sin to jump off the edge is it a sin to take a leap of faith and i was like oh this is great you know so i I just sort of that's where that you know lyric came from but then there's another song called for happiness which is um a deeper meaning for me because it kind of represents my struggles over the last couple mm. of years and how I overcame them, and um, I love li- lyrics like that. Yeah, when and, you can and hear a piece of a person. Yeah, that's it exactly. And I just wanted to include that into it, where it wouldn't just be necessarily for me, but people can relate to it as mm. well. Um, mm. But like those those kind of lyrics that I'd I'd started with, like a word, for example. Um, uh, like with for happiness it came with that idea of mm. happiness and yeah, what yeah. surrounds it for me and it took a turn of actually what is forced upon us you know what what we, we do it all for happiness but why do we do that for happiness mm. and that aspect came to me and i wanted to discover that in lyrics wow. whereas and there's like another song called perspective which again i focus on perspective mm. and like the chorus is i need perspective in my life which is 
it's a really you know, unique way of doing it yeah and I, mm. that's what i wanted to to sort of this this sort of try and put my individuality on it rather mm. than going about the normal your way that spin people and do. your understanding yeah and i think a lot of subject. people um i've d- done so many discussions with so many musicians about write a thousand songs and mm. get one hit out of it something mm. like that and i really like that idea but yeah personally for me i'm not musically um sort of not aware but capable enough to do that mm. there's no way i'd be able to write a thousand songs in yeah. a week or yeah. you, know, you know what i mean just be able to like write ideas because music isn't necessarily something that comes naturally to me okay. it's not something that i was brought up playing guitar you know i started when i was like nine but i did like a half an hour session a week because i thought it was cool like <laughs> i wanted to show off at school kind of that i played guitar um and i never concentrated on it but it's not something that you know i know any theory about or anything mm. like that i i wouldn't be able to go like oh you know like play this scale over that that'd be really yeah. cool or this melody is great like what i write comes off the cuff there and then yeah and it's not a um it's not necessarily sort of a planned out mm. you know right i want to write a song in this key this way this chord progression it's to me it's i'll just be messing about mm. this will work that's really cool that's a cool chord progression that's a cool lick let me center the song around that and that's that's how i go about writing which quite playful with it as well yeah exactly Mm. it's i i i think a lot of artists can get bogged down with you know why can't i write this why can't Mm. i do this why is it so difficult and really it's just music should be a relaxing thing it should be something that you're enjoying yeah yeah you go into and get hyped up about Mm. rather than trying to write an ep or trying to write this or i've got to have this single out for this day or that day it's just like feeling what's right for you yeah. and what what works and it's, it's a good piece of advice for artists yeah I, th- I think it is it's it's just 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 whatever you're feeling just mm. do it kind of thing it's and not don't feel guilty no for not feeling a I, i've way. gone i've gone months and months without writing mm. anything new but it's not something bad because you know you'll get through this creative patch of you know of nothingness yeah and you'll get maybe a week mm. and you'll be really productive and you'll write a song and you know it'll be great yeah um but like for people who aren't necessarily um massively into writing and for people who aren't um experiencing it you know they only know a couple of chords on a guitar Mm. like for me yeah you'll struggle but that makes the end result so much better yeah and don't stress yourself out about it don't go i'm going to write a song i'm going to do this yeah yeah just completely agree just kind of take it you know you're a musician you're not exactly i'm I'm, I'm the other way as well i felt because i'm getting into music Mm. i had to play an instrument yeah oh i had to be musically gifted or i had to understand the knowledge base of music but actually what i enjoyed was writing yeah lyrics they just come to me and I, i love writing so much so every day if i wanted to and i sat there and i thought today's a poet poetry yeah. day i could write mm-hmm. because i love thinking at times yeah. when i'm actually using my thinking and my thinking yeah. is not using me yeah yeah <laughs> but i get to use that i love to again like we say listen to podcasts decipher what i've been listening to yeah. decipher documentaries philosophies Mm. always just been so interested in yeah. in that so when it comes to writing i've always have this um 
philosophical or thought out way about me yeah and that just comes yeah. but the other sides i always used to beat myself up for not knowing a scale yeah, yeah. or not knowing how to play guitar yeah. or so on so yeah just being comfortable and relaxed in your skill set and what you're yeah, about and that's it you can venture you can try things no, that's it that's like you say you, you know it's worth trying things out but like mm. for me like i know i've i know very little music theory but from that i like not to blow my own trumpet but i create songs that i really love yeah yeah and that i really yeah. vibe to so it all um, does come back all the way back around to what we're talking about knowing self yeah it is the it's, more it's, you know yourself yeah, the yeah. better you can conduct yourself yeah and, and and you know another thing in the music industry is people like to think that they've got to create a song i remember having a discussion with another musician um and um them sort of saying oh well, you know, I've, I've got some really cool songs, but I really need like a, a, a commercial pop song so that mm. I can get famous off of that mm. and then I can write whatever I want to write. And that should never be how you go about it. Yeah. It should be what you want to create. And if you enjoy it, mm. people will follow. Yeah. If you create stuff that you're really enjoying, people will see that and yeah. it will reflect it, it in the content real. you're making. Yeah, mm. Rather than forcing you know trying to make a song that is going to be you know a number one or that's that's like oh it's going to be like justin Bieber. Yeah, like that's yeah. what I, that's that contrived that thing, yeah it, it should never be yeah that's it it's so saturated and mm. so everyone's trying to do it mm. so just be yourself and try and do something different and you can guarantee the content you'll make will be 10 times better mm. i couldn't agree more man forcing it fully agree Dude, it's so hot on the back of this bus. It is, isn't it? <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to go inside yeah. and have a bit of a drink, Rooney, yeah, and play dad for a bit. But <laughs> would you come back on? 100%. I'd love to. I'd Should love we, uh, to. I'll I'd open the to. windows up next. I don't know yeah. why I didn't do that. Door opens there. We've got to that end bit. I'm like, yeah. right, dive It is windy there, outside, though. Yeah. So you can guarantee we'd have been blown away All from over, it. Yeah. We've had everything yeah, in here. Definitely. But I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's 100%. been great. Thank you for having me on. It's Such been a privilege. It's been a privilege. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to meet you properly. And we made it happen. Yeah, I know. Finally. Where, where can people <laughs> find all your stuff and everything um, about you? So Instagram is the main page. It's Jack Chapman Music. Um, I've got Facebook as well, which is Jack O. Chapman Music, just because Jack Chapman Music was taken, which is... <laughs> can't believe it. Yeah, what a I was, I was a <laughs> um, That's it at the moment. Um, awesome. Uh, hopefully there'll be more And we've got some good soon. stuff coming up. Yeah, hopefully. Fingers yeah, crossed. Yeah, Fingers we've got crossed. any dates on things? Um, oh, not a fixed date but early may is going to be the yeah. first single so that's yeah that's exciting i can't wait dude <laughs> right well thank you again for being a part of the old farm bus back at the bus sessions podcast let's leave it on this be nice to one another you wonderful buggers see you later Cheers. <laughs> big love jack <laughs>